Each month, myself and other Irrational Passions members will play through a new game. Modern to retro, obscure to popular. Games we've played before and those we have. We'll be hitting checkpoints as we go and discussing our experiences. Play along with us and join in the discussion. This is Video Game Book Club. everybody back to video game book club this is once again episode two of bioshock 2 and i'm once again your host scott joined by mr logan wilkinson the picker hey of it's bioshock. Me. how's it going hi hello it's me bioshock 2 is a video game turns out sweet i did not realize that mr alex o'neill rocking his avengers time suit thing time time suit my my, my man i am time suit man I'm here to talk about Rapture Great. and my good friend Andrew Ryan. Oh, he's, yeah. not, he's not in this game. I listen. <laughs> he's in our he's memory mentioned. All the time. Yeah. yeah, he's got some statues. Dead. We Ryan. went through his amusement last week or last That's time. That's true. It's true. And of course, Mr. Mike Burgess. How's it going, Mike? He's dead like me. <laughs> Whoa! Set me free. Set me free. The Nothing but release. positivity here on uh, Video Game Book Club, as you can tell. <laughs> but yes, we are. This is the second checkpoint we had to play through Dionysus Park, up through from starting at the end of Ryan's amusement up through the end of Dionysus Park. A bit of bit of a a thick boy segment. It was, yeah. it was thick. I warned yeah. you last time that it's gonna be it's gonna be a significantly longer section than yeah, the first one. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It, it made sense though. Yeah, going yeah. through it, I'll say it didn't make sense. Yeah. It never felt too too long, but you could mm-hmm. definitely tell it was longer than the first one. But, mm-hmm. uh, but as basically a quick rundown of the events up through this checkpoint. So we leave Ryan's amusement, and Sophia Lamb locks down the train station, and you have to find the override key, which turns out is with a woman named Grace, who who I I thought her story was really interesting. How Sophia Lamb mm-hmm. gave Eleanor basically when Sophia Lamb basically was taken away to like prison i think it was or like locked away i think was implied exile um that lamb gave eleanor to grace to take over because she couldn't have kids so i thought that Mm -hmm. was really cool but she basically ran this giant family crazed family in the sinclair deluxe hotel which you had to basically storm taking out splicers on your way up through meeting grace um where you got an interesting uh, choice to either spare or kill Miss Grace. What did you guys all pick? I spared her. I spared her. Same. Spared. I really, I really thought about it though. I'll be honest. <laughs> if, if I'm gonna be real with y'all, I'm glad I spared her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a moment because I'm like, you know, I'm trying to be myself, be true. I the like, first time yeah. I played, I spared her as well. Yeah. Yeah. This lady sucks though um and like it it does pay off if you spare her and mm-hmm. and, and i think there there's good payoff there and i'm sure it mm-hmm. would have mm-hmm. been less satisfying if i had killed her but i was like really because keep in mind just think about my playthrough of this section having replayed through the whole first part mm-hmm. as well and then powering through and playing through i pay, played about 10 hours bioshock 2 straight on <laughs> sunday just for everybody's point of reference oh yeah dedication where i when i got to her i was like man <laughs> i am not in the mood for this 
Um, fun fact, I just wanted to point out um, one of my, if I took notes, would have been notes. Uh, it's like one of like maybe three times you're actually in a room with another character in all of Bioshock history. Yeah. Is Bioshock 1 and 2. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought uh, her, that whole, her being the adoptive mother basically mm-hmm. of uh, Eleanor I thought was an interesting take. I think it's a lot cool. of the issues could have been solved if the main character just talked a little. Yeah. It's cool, too, because at the end of basically the last section where we're at Ryan's Amusements, you pick up her audio diary that, like, introduces yeah. that character and gives a backstory of, like, her and her, like, husband and everything and, like, their relationship and, like, he gets abducted mm-hmm. and then her kind of, mm-hmm. like, fear and age Ryan then, like, go in the direction of Sophia Lamb. And so it was a nice kind of tease from last time, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, after we get back to this, we have to then fight our way back out of the hotel. Um, after sparing or killing Grace, I spared her as well, so we were all good boys. Mm-hmm. Um, got out, and then we got on our submarine, and it got shot down by a torpedo, as they do. And we had was, to. I was surprised by that. I will say I forgot all about this. So. I totally forgot that too. Yeah. That happened. Me too. Uh, no idea. First run through, no idea. No idea. <laughs> Little anticlimactic, I will say. Yeah. It's like I expected a bit more damage or something from a torpedo directly hitting head on, but. And like Sinclair's fine. You yeah, know, he was in the other room. He'll be alright. I'm running it. My air is running I out, did... but I'll, I'll be okay. I did enjoy the fact that, like, what I like about Bioshock 2 that one never does and three mm-hmm. doesn't do because it's set in a different city is getting us like actually outside of rapture like getting to like see like actually like mm-hmm. foundation part of it like in like the water itself and explore that because we are a big daddy like it is kind of one of the things that we mentioned on in the last episode where it's like it doesn't feel like you're a big daddy at times and like those are moments where it's like oh man like it i am a big daddy like i am yeah, somebody yeah. who's like walk about and just who could get hit fucking head on by a torpedo basically and be like all right cool i'm just gonna go dick around in the ocean now for a while here and pick up some Adam slugs and do that good jazz. Yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot to pick up Adam slugs. That, like, I'm in a similar boat where mm-hmm. it's, it is it is a surprising moment. Um, it's, like, obviously the action of it kind of hindered and it doesn't look super great, but, like, any excuse they have to kind of throw you off your 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 feet and, and get you in the water and, and really surprise you if walking around outside of Rapture, like, I'm kind of interested yeah. in. So Oh, was, for sure. I was definitely into it. I agree. So from there we have to, uh, because we're still trying to get to Dionysus Park, but we have to go to a pump station to lower the water so we can get to the park, because the park has been flooded, which you'll find out more of why later on. Um, but So we have to go to Sirens Alley, and this is where we encounter uh, the priest Wallace, was it? Wells. Wells, Wells. that was it. Yeah, um, who's bouncing cool. around, and you need this gene recording camera so you can break stuff and uh get to the pump room shoot some people shoot some big sisters and um eventually you confront wells and you find out that wells and his brother are actually the architects of rapture which i thought was very cool Mm -hmm. um and you have to deal with both of the brothers to Get to the pump station where you lower the water, but then so dun dun dun, Sophia Lamb overloads the pumps and starts flooding your section, and you have to do a escape-like thing. But there's no real 
um, timer on it. I think this section would have served well if there was a timer to it. Mm-hmm. And kind of like you had to get out in a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also it's also like weird because like they're they're you literally before you do this section you're like walking around in water totally yeah. fine and then they're like oh we're gonna we're gonna flood this entire thing and and you're just gonna be able yeah. to walk around it anyway because it's all yeah water. it's like yeah. it's so it's, it's like it kind of felt like a, yeah know? exactly because you're saying it's just kind of like I'm gonna flood this place you're screwed and it's like no actually I'm good actually I walked like, around the ocean around. floor so like yeah. it was, it's a cool like it was a cool scene when you're oh, like yeah. walking walking back through like the areas as it's like slowly flooding and then you get yeah. you go back to the big open kind of siren alley mm-hmm. kind of actual alleyways and walkways and stuff and it's like all flooded and. You're yeah. like walking through it. It's really it's cool, but it was just kind of like yeah. Okay, yeah there's no, no sense of dread or like tension because, like you said, Mike, you've been out underwater before. Like to get to yeah. this area, you were out underwater, and now it's just flooding an area you could walk through. So mm-hmm. I don't quite understand Sophia Lamb's like plan yeah. as to why that would suddenly do you in, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it works though just in in its effective of like this mm-hmm. this is something that i feel like we've thought about in bioshock forever of like man what happens if it goes bad and like you get to live that yeah um, mm-hmm. and it's very cool mm-hmm. i think uh, like we, t- we it, talked a lot last week just start, or last episode just talking about like if you were not a big daddy character yeah and that's what i was going to say too i think that there could have been more interesting stakes here but i, yeah. I still like being able to walk around rapture but I, I think mm-hmm. that this is another case of like again if we were just jack from bioshock one we would could that whole section we couldn't have done right like if you would we would have died then right like it's for the fact that it is like yeah like maybe the stakes aren't as high because we're a big daddy but also because we're a big daddy we get this cool kind of evolve in the world where you get to kind of explore and go back through again um and mm-hmm. so i dug it like it because like mike said like mm-hmm. it is a really cool like kind of series of scenes you just like walk back through now um like cool it is really neat yeah exactly yeah but we leave siren alley behind the the brothel and red light district basically of rapture and we head to the now drained um dionysus park that was like this area that it was Sophia Lamb's basically her research test home uh, where she ran a bunch of sociolo- sociological experiments, basically. Um, and things happened and then the whole place got flooded and killed a bunch of people. And I have to say, so far, this area felt the most lazy to me mm-hmm. because it was just kill three big daddies. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, I like the story that was involved with it, but how it was done felt incredibly mm-hmm. lazy to me, compared yeah. to e- even Sirens, where you interact with and have to deal with the different brothers and do the pump station. This was just kill three, basically mini bosses. You know, mm-hmm. it just it felt lazy compared to the rest of the game for me. I don't know about how you guys felt. It's it's weird because like I feel like in Bioshock One they would have like hidden the mechanical objective a lot better. Like they would have said, "Oh, you need mm-hmm. to get here, but you have to take out three big daddies along the way." Or like in a more modern video game, I think you would have built a little bit of a, a mini narrative around each big daddy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're going into. I hear there's a little sister in like uh, Frank's apartment, and then you go up 
an apartment building and you learn more about the character of the room yeah. you're going into and then when you get there it's like a little environmental story told and then there's also the fight right where this is way more like hey just go take care of three things and you do get more as you do it like the memories through the atom yeah. and everything is is cool but they they don't really hide the fact that you're just kind of checking off some boxes yeah, yeah. and I, I think like this is we'll, we'll kind of talk about it maybe uh this is like my biggest problem with bioshock 2 is like getting a little sister to spawn is like the worst fucking thing in the world i don't know if any of you guys had any trouble with this but there were two times now where i'm like following a big daddy around waiting for him to spawn a little sister and it just doesn't happen and i have one little sister left in the area and i'm like i do not want to waste any more time on this i'm just going to the next area i did i did notice that sometimes some big daddies didn't have a little sister with them but Mm -hmm. i haven't focus too much yeah. on finding everyone in a in a level so i guess it yeah. didn't bug I, me I, as much i, I was gonna say i didn't I've, i didn't do that either really i've done finding everyone in a level which is partially why i think my game it sounds like it's in your game is taking longer than scott and mike's alex mm-hmm. um i've been lucky in that i've never I, I i've seen the ones who don't have any but it's either before like i really am like heavily like invested on that part of the thing of like getting them all knocked out or it's like after already done it so i don't have to worry about it still Mm-hmm. Um, because like usually it'll be like you can kind of go to where it's like they're in like different sections and like each one of those will have their own big daddy and like a little sister combo. Um, at least for me, um, so it's never been too big of an issue. What I will say is that I hit a point. I think it was God, I think it was Sirens Alley when I first got there and like because you you immediately see a big daddy there mm-hmm. basically like that's like which is a cool set piece. So like him just like fucking those splices up right off the bat. Um, yeah. but like, so you immediately see that one there, and I just, I, I just kind of let him dick around after that for a bit while I kind of explored. Um, but it was like fighting him and then like hitting the menu and being like, there are like three here, and it's like, ah, like, all right, like, I, like, I love the big daddy fights, and they're always great, but like, for me, it's a thing of an issue between this and two is that, or this and one is that in one, fighting the big daddy, and then the decision you involve with little sister is like cool and now it's done yeah whereas this like the added act of like carrying them around for the thing and like finding the atom and like they'll like it I, it was really aggravating at the end of um like the first the area with grace um like that section where i basically i timed it badly it turned out where like i yeah i grabbed a like I, I think I fought, like, the final thing to fight in the thing. So, like, I fought the last, like, boss guy or whatever. I was like, mm-hmm. cool. I have a big daddy left. I have, like, enough stuff to where, like, I'm just going to get it done with and do the big daddy thing. And did that. Fought the big daddy. And was like, cool. Now I have to do these two Adam run things. Did that. And was now, like, cool. I'm weak. But it's, like, fine because I'm done. And I'm just going to, like, go to the station and be done with this kind of thing. And then once I put the little sister in the, like, tube, whatever, to go back home after, like, I had saved mm-hmm. her. I was like, cool it. I'm going to finish up now. And at that time, it spawns a big sister. And I was like, fuck, I don't have, like, I wasn't ready for this. And, like, I managed to survive by, like, the skin of my teeth. But it was like, this is annoying now. Like, now it's just, like, this is a lot of fights back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. Where I didn't have a chance to, like, ever really, like, replenish my supplies. Mm-hmm. And in particular, like, the, like, doing the atom runs. And then it just immediately spawns the, like, big sister. It was like, that was annoying. Like, I know it's in one of our notes later on, but it's like, I don't hate the big sister fights, but I hate that they're done like that. Yeah. And are they random spawns? 
They, it yeah. spawns after you've done all the yes. little sisters. It spawns area. after you've done the little sisters. Yeah, it just spawn. They just they just spawn randomly because I, so, I, I I do not I do not because like I haven't like fully cleared out as an area as we've gone through these games. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll just be like doing whatever in the middle of a mission, and then I'll just be and you'll get like the big sister the scream, scream and, it'll, and it'll just be like a big sister's coming prepare, and then you, and then I'll just set up the fights a big sister wherever I'm at, or just kind of wait for her to show up and. Dump so if, I if you're not clearing the whole areas, it'll spawn the big sister yes. after the next shit, like round of little sisters is done. Yeah. So like for me now, because I've missed two, it's like halfway through each area's little sisters is when it'll spawn the big sister. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm basically hitting that background number total that will spawn mm. the next big sister fight. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, okay. So it's yeah. more like a count of big the counts of the sisters you get and yeah essentially if you're yeah, doing everything sure. when you cl- do the last little sister in an area that it'll happen then sister um, but for me now it's like after two little sisters in an area it'll spawn the big big sister um, but yeah I, like I had I remember this is the only thing now like f- muscle memory coming back to me of mm-hmm. like Bioshock two from before is like waiting around for the last little sister to spawn and then like following big daddies like if i so big daddies will kind of spawn in the other part of the area at random that you're not in and going there and like following them around to the little vents watching them knock mm-hmm. and then nothing happening and then f- having to guide and lead them to another vent and then trying to get them to spawn one and nothing happening uh and it, it was like to the point where i so like when the the torpedo hits the sub uh, and it's like, oh shit! I forgot about this. I have to do this area. I, I literally said, like, I do. I have time for this um, because, again, I was like mm-hmm. nine hours into my session at that point or whatever. Uh, and then you go to that other area, and it's just me because, like, in in the the sirens alley, the last thing you do is like pull a lever, and that like activates the flooding. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like trying to get a big sister to spawn for about two hours, uh, and I was like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. I just skipped it and I, I hate doing that. But like, there's no, I feel like I vaguely remember and maybe it's like a tonic that you get later, like being able to go up to the vents yourself and, and knock on it and spawn a little sister. Um, but that sounds, yeah, it sounds familiar. like, like a late game ability that you might yeah. get. Um, mm. And I remember that just being so much easier, but you know, you can't come back to any of these areas as far yeah. as I remember. Um, you so, like uh, for the most part, like at least at that flooded area, I know I'm never gonna get that last little sister there. Uh, right. and it's super frustrating for me just because like of how I like to play games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is like it's- that was an issue I had before. It's an issue I have now of just like the spawning the little sisters and then getting everything to come together at the end is really frustrating. And for me, it's it's a weird one because I like because I like the little sister idea in like in principle and even like in x ex- i don't even know, like in execution but it's just that thing of like they're doing like a similar amount of them i feel like maybe like a few mm-hmm. more than in bioshock one but again bioshock one it was like cool fight the big daddy and then now save it or right like harvest little sister that's it and here the fact that it is so much more intuitive makes the fact that like all right well doing the same amount actually equals doing like five times more work while throwing in a big sister too and it's like all right like you could have done like realistically like i'd have been fine if they just done like one big daddy little sister thing for each area and that would have been fine mm-hmm. um 
two would have been like, all right, cool, but like three, and then like there will be like spoiler, there's gonna be areas where there's like four near the end of the game, and it's like it's such, it's like I like. I'd forgotten about that, and like Alex mentioned, him like knocking things like, all right, like that. The moment for me was like the big to come out and be like, fuck, I remember this. I remember mm-hmm. getting to the end of each area, being like, cool, I have one or two of these left now. Cause I usually just like leave at least a few of them for the end to clean up. And then it's like, and now here's the slog. I was like doing this, and like in my head, when I was doing that for like Grace's area, I was like, do I do this? Like it was in like in my, it was in my head, it like calculated, like do I do this? Do I commit to mm-hmm. just doing all of them, or do you be like, I can't? And yeah, like I had to ultimately. Go and ultimately, I was like, "All right, I can do this," but like, it was also a decision of like, "This is the part that's not fun right now." Like, every, like, and it's a thing like, "This is not enjoyable." Like, mm-hmm. or like, mm-hmm. certainly could be done better, right? Like, and like again, there's a lot of shit about like the big sisters. Is maybe the people like is like honestly is the thing that I hear the most people talk shit about this game for. I don't hate those fights. Like, I think the fights are like, I like I don't think they're as good as the big daddy fights, but I also think it's just like that's an unfair, like kind of equation too because big daddies were like so famous mm-hmm. um, and like iconic but like i think they're really cool and fun and like they feel way like more like frenzied than the big daddies do at times because they're just like they're just fucking everywhere like they because they're so much quicker mm-hmm. yeah. um but like doing them in addition to everything that's like build up to that is like this isn't fun right like when it is just like if i just had them randomly happen i would honestly like that more then at the end of me like slogging through all these like atom runs and finding the big daddy before that and then getting like cool i'm done now i have like one like first aid kit maybe and like a third of my like mm-hmm. ammo still maybe best case scenario. and it's like then getting one is like all right it's basically just me like running into the nearest like hacked bot station just like camping out there to get help from them while i try to like hold on for dear life because like it's it's always badly timed. Yeah. Um, but like, there I don't doesn't know, like, seem to be a very good like reward to the little sister fights. Yeah, it's just more yeah. Adam. It's just it's more yeah. Adam, which does yeah all the upgrade stuff and yeah like tonics. Yeah, but, like I f- I feel like it it should be significant. I think the little I, sister or big sister fights would be more interesting if you could run away from them. I guess technically you can't. You can leave the area, but. Um, I feel like if there was more of like yeah. a stealth aspect to it, I, I think it might be a little bit more interesting. Yeah, and and again, I think like we talked about last uh, on the last episode, I think the reason there isn't like a stealth option is because this is them being like, all right, Bioshock One did Big Daddies. What is our Big Daddy version of this? Right? And it's like we have new Big Daddies, but also it's this. It is the Big Sister. Is our like here's how we're like challenging Bioshock One's kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I think it's hit or miss. Um, and, like, based off, like, most reaction I've heard from it, it's largely missed, but, like, I don't know. I think the way that they, like, because you'll learn more about, like, the story of Big Sisters, like, as it goes on, and, like, I think that part of it is really cool, right? Like, if she has, like, you learn more about Big Daddies in this Mm -hmm. game, too, it's, like, that's all neat, and that's all cool, and I like that. But, like, I almost wish that the Big Sisters were almost, like, the songbird from infinite was like there was just one of them like there was just one big sister i think that'd have been really cool like you maybe like sporadically fight throughout the game like in a few instances Mm -hmm. but like never beat into like the very end that could have been really cool and that could have been really neat and like i'd have been way more interested in that idea than having like a bunch of them especially because i feel like anytime you like you'll just see them in the background because like if you look at like any ocean scene there's usually just like one camp in there 
that's super cool. Like the fact that like she's mm-hmm. like always watching you and always kind of following you, like always in the shadows and everything. Yeah. And like when you like get knocked out by the submarine, there's one like just like shoots off really quick. Yeah, that's all really cool. But like when there's multiple of them, it kind of takes away from that. And it's like, well, it's less creepy. I feel like, and it's less kind of terrifying. Um, and like ominous than if it had just been like one of them. Yeah, it makes it more. It makes it feel more that you've stumbled onto one, and not so much you're being hunted by and like followed. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, <laughs> but let's move on to our soapbox topics, Alex. This week we will start with you. Uh, I wanted to bring up, and I like if in the Google Doc. I don't know how many of you read it. It's just like this weird, like sporadic. I love explosion it. Explosion of, of thought onto the the paper. Um, I like so like one of the one of the best things about Bioshock One is Andrew Ryan, like front to back, obviously. Yes. Uh, and how much of a hypocrite he is. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know he makes this sovereign nation for people like him who felt stifled um, to be free uh, creatively, and then as soon as people get too creatively free, he's like, well this is my place and I don't want you to be as free as, as <laughs> I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's like the, this kind of thought that goes through through Ryan's head and, and is the, the kind of cornerstone of, of that game of what is three freedom and, and, and what does it mean to make your own decisions? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like, I like lamb as like a contrast to that of like, I guess I don't necessarily know all the isms as well as maybe you would, Logan. I guess she's more of like a socialism, like a uh, socialist and a collectivist. Yeah, yeah, like like we're all in this together. You know, mm-hmm. like we're all cogs in the wheel, and we all have to kind of contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think she she sees herself as part of that, much like Ryan kind of saw himself as part of that. But I Absolutely. really like the little ways that they they kind of pull her hypocrisy out. Um, as opposed to Ryan's, which was like <laughs> you walk into the lighthouse at the beginning of Bioshock One, and it's like the great chain, and it's a yeah. giant mm-hmm. statue of Ryan's. Like, I feel like this dude's probably not preaching what it, like practicing what he mm-hmm. preaches. Um, this is a lot more subtle, uh, yeah. and it's a lot more through um, characters. Like, I like that sparing grace mm-hmm. um, is like the big kind of moment for that, and we all did it. So, so luckily we can all mm-hmm. talk about it. I'm really, honestly, now curious. Um, dialogue wise what what happens when you don't spare her i'm sure it's just like uh lamb telling you that you're the monster you're always meant to be blah blah, blah whatever mm-hmm. yeah. um but i like grace's response is like you sparing me tells me that you thought about that and that tells me that you are not what uh sophia told me you were um and now i have a lot to think about um i also like that when you go to siren's alley and and beat the whales brothers mm-hmm. um that it, like Sophia's reaction is to flood that place, which is exactly what um, I can't remember his name. The little the Tweedle guy um, did to Dionysus Park to hide, you know, his secrets, uh, yeah. which turns out Sophia ended up knowing about the whole time. Um, so I like the, this idea that she used this thing that mm-hmm. was literally used against her, against you. And we all like had the kind of same reaction of like, this seems pretty fruitless. Yeah. Um, did and, you guys spare and, or save the Wiley, or kill the Wiley guy, by the way? I spared him. Spared him. Because he gets, like, killed anyway, I th- it sounds like. Um, some dudes just roll up on him as soon as you leave. Uh, so it's, I guess it's, like, a merciful death or a non-merciful death. So I gave him the non-merciful death. Mm-hmm. Um, I lit him but, on fire. Did you really? 
Nice, dude. Mike <laughs> fucking murdered like, this guy. Once again, oh, I really thought about it. <laughs> this, at, yeah, at that point, it was just like... I wanted, I wanted to see if there was an actual difference, because, like, I... I like I, I wanted to see if like murdering him mm-hmm. would like make it like make the next moment like they'd be like oh you you took out that dude because of that like it kind of made it clear but like I guess we'll see more so it's, for sure mm-hmm. yeah it's know, but like what I love like, one of my things that I love about Bioshock Two is that these decisions will come back in a in like in a way where you will be reminded of them very like vividly later on these decisions of like who you choose to keep or not keep in in a manner that the original Bioshock also did, but it really only had one moment where you could kind of choose something. Like yeah, not right. kind of little sisters. There was like one person you could kill or not kill basically. Um and Bioshock two really expands on that and like also utilizes it in a way cooler way. Like Bioshock two's Indians are like really neat when we get to that. Like they're multiple ones like Bioshock had. Um and I think they're very it's just really interesting how this stuff pays mm-hmm. off and like what it does with it. And like what like in particular for me, because when I played this game the first time, I had like I, I, I did everything like I play games like the good part. Like I like I try to do like what I think is right. And getting to the end of the game the first time and like making doing like the good thing every time, except for one where like what I thought was the right decision was actually the bad one, and seeing how that pays off was really cool. And seeing like the like imagery that, that is used to kind of show that to me mm-hmm. um is really neat. And so like even ones like it's kinda cool because like sometimes like the good quote unquote decision is not necessarily one you think it is and like I like that too. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see. I don't yeah. remember how this game ends at all. Um I remember one thing from the third act that I thought at the time was very cool. And I think it actually comes back into play in the DLC as well. Um, but yeah, I, don't know. I, I liked Sophia as a character. I like her as a foil mm-hmm. to yep. Ryan. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to kind of bring her up and, and, and get a, mm-hmm. a feel from the room uh, of how everyone else feels about Sophia, how, how they feel about her if you have the point of comparison to Andrew Ryan. Um, Mike, do you have any strong feelings about Sophia Lamb? Um honestly like not necessarily um but mostly because i i think like you said a lot of it ties back to bioshock one mm-hmm. it's been so long since i played bioshock one that like i remember the names but like a lot of the like context for everything that's going on like is not like fresh in my mind necessarily um but i but i i guess ultimately i'm interested to see i do remember like some of the later stuff into and like some of like specifically some of the ending stuff, so I am interested to see how it's expanded upon mm-hmm. in that sense. But like, but in terms of like uh, Sophia, like she she seems like like you said she like I remember bits and I remember small bits and pieces of you know, and obviously like the big twists and things of Bioshock, the original. But I I can I can kind of see from that angle like how she's kind of didn't want to be didn't want to be this kid person but now she just kind of is that person so to speak so i kind of see that how she kind of is falling into that similar role so i'm curious how that will continue yeah i'm i'm curious scott as someone mm-hmm. who didn't play bioshock one yeah i yeah. think i think there are some of these in infinite like the the kind of emphasis emphasis on the isms of the mm-hmm. world the socialisms the mm-hmm. capitalisms i think it is more like what I like about Infinite too is that it is much more like religious focused and yeah, it gets into other kind of strong stances of the the fifties, forties, thirties time time period. 
Uh, and obviously, Infinite said before all that. Um, how do you feel about like Sophia's kind of socialist slant and, and also like the kind of emphasis on all these political topics in, in Rapture? Um, I guess I'm not picking up too much of kind of the political tones in this game. Um, so much as I guess Sophia Lamb still strikes me as just kind of a evil doctor lady who's trying to keep you from Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And I, I guess I wish there would be more interaction or there would have been more interaction by this point between the two than just, ma, you've fallen into my trap, Delta, or ma, yeah. I'm going to get you now, Delta. You won't that's, get Eleanor. That's and very fair. It, I, so I guess I'm not picking up too much of the political tones or, like, that angle. But at the same time, I'm not really looking for them. So, um... I mean, like, I, yeah. honestly, it's I've been more interested by Grace and kind of her story. Yeah. Much more than I am with Lamb. That's fair, too, because, like... It's- yeah Bioshock one opens with like this like played video of andrew ryan saying yeah. like at the kremlin they decide what you do because it's yeah. communism in the united yeah. states they decide it's what capitalism. you do it's capitalism and the if in rome they decide what you Vatican, do yeah because the god chooses and it's like is the man not entitled to sort of it's much more like straightforward and yeah. upfront about like it's much more in your face in your face yeah, like, yeah. ryan is is a much more obvious political figure and i think lamb is is not uh exactly a political political figure she's kind of made out to be more like a cultish figure mm-hmm. um so i i get that i just i didn't know if you because you have kind of like i would say the freshest perspective of any of us so i wasn't sure yeah what, what you'd felt from it um what about grace like really gets you i just it was even though she ran like a maniacal kind of cult family once you really realize and get the audio log on yeah why she's so protective and her connection why she's so angry at you Mm -hmm. it's like okay i can kind of see it you know the how eleanor was basically her surrogate daughter Mm -hmm. like she was given it and how she had always wanted a child but couldn't have one and so she has that connection with Eleanor as like a mother, but then to have lost and had this child of not only that she cared for, but that she was also in charge of protecting from Lamb, a person she idolized. It's like, I, I understood it. Like she never came across to me as someone who is very, who is just being evil or doing these crazy mm-hmm. things for crazy or evil sake. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she, after sparing her, how she kind of admitted that what she thought was wrong and had like a miniature redemption, not redemption so much, but a moment of clarity and just, oh man, I've been going about this wrong. I, I just thought that was much more powerful than what I've seen from Sophia Lamb so far, who's just, I'm not going to let you get Eleanor. 
So I'm gonna flood this, or I'll send these after you. Foiled again, you know. Yeah. There's there's one audio potent voice that just kind of is like I'm a big fan. Remember this? I'm the bad guy or bad woman. There is one uh, audio log from this section that I really liked, which was like the press conference Mm -hmm. between Ryan and Lamb. Lamb, like the two of them talking back and forth in the crowd, like being much more in Lamb's favor than than Ryan's. Um, So I think like they're trying to like set her up as as, like such a big figure. I think it's just like she has the unfortunate like responsibility of standing in Ryan's shadow, Mm -hmm. Um, both intentionally and unintentionally. Um, so I, I get that though. Uh, what about you, Logan? Yeah, it's interesting. Scott actually said something that, like, I that I kind of really resonated with, and your whole topic is like kind of led to what like I think mine is going to kind of just de facto turn into, which affects like Andrew Ryan. It's weird because he had the one audio log from that first kind of section, mm-hmm. but he's mention like his spirit is still so large i mean we literally went through his amusement park but like his spirit is so large and so like omnipresent and then hearing scott talk about the fact that like he just doesn't see like lame in the same light like doesn't see lame as like the same kind of way remind me the fact that like yeah like we don't actually hear from lamb that much Especially compared to like how often Andrew Ryan was fucking on the radio and Bowser going like he was like he like Andrew was like always communicating he was always talking like him and Atlas were always going back and forth giving you kind of different like stories and advice and like trying to like shape the trajectory of where you were going right like it was a constant back and forth between the two of them and like in the case and like Bowser too that should be the case for Sinclair and Lamb but like they'll just go long stretches and hear from neither one of those characters. Like, like if like Sinclair is like sort of like the de facto Atlas and was like giving you advice and like where to go and what to do next, his is like demonstrably smaller and more insignificant than what Atlas was in terms of like the story's arch and narrative at this point in time and like just role in your life mm-hmm. basically. And Lamb, yeah, is like she's talking to you way less often than Ryan did. You're, you're getting you're picking up way less audio logs from Lamb than you have from Ryan. Like I've like picked up almost every audio log I can, and A, they're fewer than in Bioshock 1, and B, they're fewer that involve her character, right? Like, especially in Grace's area, where it's like, they were, mm-hmm. like, all about that character. They were all about, like, Grace and getting her involved yeah. in, like, yeah. characters related to Grace. And then when you get to, um, like, the next area with the Wells Brothers, it's all about their kind of, like, dynamic how like simon like became ultra religious and his brother never did and then like kind of they're falling out and how they try to like deal with yeah. that and again sophia just kind of noticeably not really involved in it like that all just just stuff that happened and she wasn't really involved in aside from like simon becoming religious but even that is like he did it thanks to her and then she kind of just was there right like so it's like a way more decentralized I feel like kind of narrative antagonist than in Bioshock 1 where it was very much like it is Andrew Ryan he was the person Um, but I feel like in the same manner with the exception of Grace and like I I liked the Wells Brothers stuff Um, I thought that was really cool actually but like even counting that like the like kind of area bosses and kind of area big enemies you encounter I still think we're like leaps and bounds cooler in at least like to this point in the game of bioshock one right like 
I think of like the crazed, unhinged doctor that is the first area you go to in Bioshock One, and it still is terrifying to me. Like it still haunts me. Mm-hmm. Like that first area playing it for the very first time was like truly terrifying, right? And then like Did the crazy. Real quick, Logan, just when you go into Dinosaurus Park and you, it starts you in um, what's his face is like art. Yeah, uh, but storage unit. Do you get those chills? Yeah, right. And again, that's who I was gonna say. Like, because again, like the, I was talking about the last episode. Like, that was my like favorite area of the entire game of Varshik One was the the crazy yeah, like art fashion like designer guy, and then like he is such a like immediately visceral guy. The fact that, like. That's like you could go the entire. You could not kill him. Like it's like possible to like beat Bashman. Mm-hmm. Like you have to like fu- like kill him. You just leave him like fucking dancing on the floor, and it's like it's that's super cool. And like Bioshock Two has Grace, and she's really neat, and it's got the Welsh brothers. But like at least to this point, yeah, there's one coming up in particular for me at least that I know that I really love from Bioshock Two when I played the first time. But like to this point, yeah, we haven't gotten to anybody that's like as like stand out, which isn't necessarily a problem except for the fact that, like, Bioshock 2 isn't focusing as much on its big baddie. It is focusing, yeah. like, on more on these kind of cast. smaller ones. It's and if they're not as ensemble. good, if they're not as, yeah, yeah, like, kind of intimidating or terrifying or just, like, fascinating, then then it becomes, like, all right, well, like, what is really, like, what am I really driving forward here, right? Like, because even in, like, the Welsh Brothers stuff, like, I was, like, these guys are cool and, like, interesting, but, like, the big standout for me from that area are the Spider Splicers and how they're fucking terrifying mm-hmm. and yeah. how I didn't mm-hmm. like them, like, because, like, they were just, like, appeared out of nowhere and, like, yeah. right by, and, like... Yeah, those messed up melted faces. Yeah, and, like, that was, su- like, yeah. that was terrifying, like, coming around, like, the, the stairs and then, like, just seeing one, like, planted on the wall and it's, like, first time, like, I really saw and it just, like, launches at me, like, that was, like, I don't like that one bit, guys. Ensemble's um, a really good way to put it, Mike. That's uh, yeah, and especially because like the spider splice, you keep seeing like flashes of them, and then like they'll disappear, and then like finally fighting the first one is like really cool, and then it's like the walls guys are like neat, but also like all right, like for like Daniel Wells, like the other one, like I didn't even know I was fighting him until like, he was like halfway dead. Like I just like bumped into him basically. And it was like we started fighting, and it was like all right, this is the guy, dude. <laughs> yeah, and it's like that's kind of a like anticlimactic boss fight, um, yeah. and so it's like it's it's a weird one, right? Like I get my soapbox, I guess, I guess it's just like Andrew Ryan, like you said, Alex, literally from like the opening seconds of Bioshock is like this omnipresent kind of thing towering over you from the game. Like he literally is directing the course of what you're doing in this mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. in a manner that is just so different than Sophia Lamb, right? Like I said it last week, and it's like less true but still true of like and I, I in particular like i'd love to know from scott where it's like at this point in the game like do you even know what sophia lame is really trying to do like do you even know what her goal is do you even know what like her overarching like plan is really and it's like in bioshock one it's like andrew ryan like his agenda mm-hmm. is on a fucking statue when you enter into rapture mm-hmm. it's there right mm-hmm. and it, like sophia lame is like i know that she like isn't she andrew ryan. eleanor's like the chosen one or yeah chosen right? one ish or something for but, like some we purpose. don't really know yeah. why right we don't really understand why and it's like we know that she's like not andrew ryan and we know that she like is a collectivist but like besides that it's like mm-hmm. i don't know what your beef is really and like i don't really understand the butterfly stuff really and i don't really understand like around the wall yet really and it's like part of that is like cool like there's like a big mystery waiting to happen to like still solve but also it's like like man, we're not that early in this game anymore right? like we're like yeah in the thick of it now and it's like what are we like who are we going are we, like yeah like who, where are we going like who are the big baddies like who are the villains and it's like it's funny too because like 
for years I kept saying, man, Bioshock 2 ramps up really well and like it grows really well and each level like gets better and better. And the one that I knew that I like wasn't the case for was like I always thought, well, Dionysus Park is a weird one. And like going through it again, it's like, yeah, this is a weird one still because I feel like it just kind of like stops a lot of the momentum we'd had built, right? Because like mm-hmm. Grace's area is cool, and the Wells Brothers area. I think is really cool. Like that mm-hmm. area is really neat. I loved that section a lot. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it's Dionysus Park, and it's like, okay, this is just definitely like we're gonna like pull the brakes in this one. We're gonna slow it down, give yeah. you just some like big daddies to fight, and that's about it. And it's mm-hmm. like neat, I guess. It's kind of like, cool. I like the Dionysus Park environment a lot, though. Like um, the, yeah, the kind of big areas, like the big kind of I don't know what the word, like almost cathedral esque areas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like, there's like a big theater. Yeah, and the theater I I thought was was really cool. Uh, I like how because this place was flooded for a pretty for a few years, like there's sand on the bottom Mm. floor all the way through, and then there's like barnacles and and different pieces of coral just there now until it was I suppose recently unflooded. I I I interpreted that when you flooded the one area, it might have unflooded this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pump was to drain, I think, the water out of yeah. the park. Yeah, you had to drain Dionysus Park. Um, initially, you were going to go over that part of it um, with the submarine, but mm-hmm. you got knocked down. Um, yeah, I, it's it's tough, and I, I, I hate to compare it to Andrew Ryan and Rapture, but I think it just speaks yeah. to it speaks to how like present that villain is, and mm-hmm. he's not yeah. like, really a villain. He's just like such an antagonist yeah. to your adventure. Yeah, um, like like you were saying, Logan and. I hadn't really thought of it, but when you said, it was like, do I even know why or like what yeah, my right? plan like, is? It's like, I don't really know why she hates us so much besides yeah. just that we're trying to find Eleanor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and it, making mm-hmm. her shoot or her making us shoot ourselves in the beginning just to like get Eleanor back. It, I don't, besides her being the, villain and i'm the protagonist i don't know mm-hmm. her motivations too well one thing i remember from like the advertising and again this is i, I did this mm-hmm. last episode and hopefully not every episode some revelation will be the cornerstone of the advertising for bioshock 2 but uh, i do remember like part of the antagonist for bioshock 2 mm-hmm. and i think it might feel a little bit like this by the end i certainly don't feel it at all now though is the idea of like the cult of rapture is the antagonist mm-hmm. like that Sophia Lamb has has put pulled together all of the the people who live in Rapture in a way that Ryan never could by kind of transforming the thought of the Splicers into a cult, mm-hmm. um, right? And and we talk about it multiple times throughout the game, uh, and Eleanor will point mm-hmm. it out to you in her communications of like people once they get to a certain point in their Splicerness, just sacrificing themselves to the little sisters to Sophia for the greater greater good of, of mm-hmm. rapture um so that way their atom can be recycled and reused and, and etc uh and and the idea is all of rapture is moving as one against you uh because all of rapture is under sophia lamb's control because she's essentially mind controlled everyone with, mm-hmm. with her with her therapy magic um mm-hmm. which you know is just like proliferating this very archaic yeah. anti-therapy message in, in a weird way it, it that like that is something that they don't necessarily lean on it in the bad ways here, but it is something that has been rubbing me a little, little wrong as, as I've been going through of like, Oh, she's a psychologist. She knows about the human brain enough that she can just 
talk people into doing things. Yeah, warp all of Rapture into being under her control. And there's more to it than that. Obviously, like, Adam has a Mm -hmm. really horrible effect on the brain and memory. And also, like, when you use Adam, if someone else has used that Adam before, you absorb their memories and it, Mm -hmm. like, fucks you up. Uh, And that's part of what makes Splicers all fucked up. Um, There's, like, a great audio log from the first Bioshock 1. Yep. Of like a girl splicing up in a bathroom, and then she starts seeing shit that other people did, and she starts freaking out. Um, so like, I I get it, and I, mm-hmm. I I think there there's some trickery that you could do there to make it like okay, um, but it's just like all those things I just don't necessarily feel, and in the ways that I am supposed to feel them of like mm-hmm. the cult of Rapture, I feel like it has a little bit of a negative vibe to it, just in that this psychiatrist has manipulated all these people because she gets the brain more than everybody else. And psychiatry mm-hmm. is a pseudoscience. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know like where we're going with this, but I, I like that idea that Sophia is this voice that everyone resonates with. Right. I just don't mm-hmm. know if they're uh, getting there with it. Um, yeah. And to be fair, we haven't gone through Sophia's part of the game, right? Yes, absolutely. We will, we will yeah. do that, and in yes. a similar way to Grace, we will kind of mm. get her side of the story. Yeah. Um, but we're just not there yet, you know. It's it it, mm-hmm. it it's fun playing through these games in sections because, like, here in the middle, things are very muddy, and and mm-hmm. yes, I don't know if if another game that either we've played or like we will play or or that we'll talk about. Like, I don't know if, if games are supposed to be this muddy in the middle. I'm, like, yeah. on the hook to no. find out what happens. But I, I don't know if I'm supposed to feel this bad about it right here, right now. Yeah. And, like, in. to be fair, it's also... It's it's a thing that people always kind of forget about. But it's also a thing, of like... But, and also, like, Bioshock 1's climax isn't the end of the game. Yeah. Like, most games are, right? Like, there is, like, a section after that, right? And, like, so they're also being paced a bit differently, too, right? Where, like, Bioshock mm-hmm. 1 was built in towards a moment... And then there was just like stuff afterwards that like doesn't really matter. It's <laughs> like I was like ultimately like that game ended with Andrew Ryan kind of thing. Whereas this is like very much building towards the end of the game. So it's like it's structured a bit different how it's paced and how the acts are formatted and like floated. So like <laughs> yeah. the constant influx of Ryan makes a bit more sense because he's not in it after a certain point. Um and so like that's part of it too, mm-hmm. right? And like I don't know. Yeah, like Alex, <laughs> that's a really good point. Like, there <laughs> there aren't a lot of games. I think uh, this point into the game where it's like quite as muddied, and like I don't know if it should be this muddied, but like it is also interesting to be in a situation where it's like, yeah, like it is very weird, right? And like yeah. that's the thing for me because I played this game in a much more compressed like time schedule than we are playing it right now. Where it's like I played it like over like a week, I think, like maybe a week and a half. Um, and so, like, I was very much like, what is happening next? And, like, going, mm-hmm. like, flowing, like, section to section to section, being like, where are we going? Like, what is this game? Because I wasn't quite sure. Um, and then when you start to kind of peel back the layers, it's like, oh, wow, there's a whole hell of a lot to this game. And, like, it is interesting doing it like this, being like, man, I don't remember being this, like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, yeah. where, where are we going? Like, Scott, where, what's up to, Sophia? I'm I'm curious where you're at with this guy because I'm thinking like Thimbleweed Park, the last game we played, right? When we were in the middle, I feel like that's where we were like that was the Thimbleweed strongest, yeah, yeah. And it and it was like we had like just gotten into the factory, which was this thing that we had like hyped up mm-hmm. for for the two parts of the game right. that we had played, and um, then it just 
and it just Dang. dropped right at the end, right? Where I'm kind of hoping Bioshock 2 really pulls it together in the end. Bioshock 2's remember... last section is definitely the strongest. Yeah, yeah and, and that's mm -hmm. why I remember it to be. And it, yeah. it very well could disappoint me now, years later. Maybe, yeah. um, but it's it's th that's the thing I like about Book Club is like the, the kind of stop gaps to like reassess yeah. how you feel mm -hmm. about a thing. Exactly. Like, that's um, why the checkpoint system is... That's why yeah. I like the checkpoints. I'm and, really curious for the next game that you guys are playing. I'm not going to spoil what it is, yeah. but like how you feel like right at the beginning, <laughs> how you feel at the middle, and then how you'll feel when it's over, right? Like Scott's I, facial expression right there was like <laughs> everything to me. I was like, yeah. I already edited out Logan. I'm not going to say what it is. It it to, no. In the first episode, so I can edit it out of this one, baby. But but no. I it, that that's the thing I've I've come to to appreciate with book club having having been on it and it's multiple times now i think it's great too because it, it allows time yeah for kind of like to breathe and to think on things mm -hmm. and i think to kind of reflect on it a bit more as obviously having a conversation about it with three of the people does too but it's interesting too because it's like man bioshock 2 it's just a weird game right like it's it's mm -hmm. I've, I, we said it in the first episode, and I think it remains true mm -hmm. the fact that, like, this game takes a long time not being Bioshock 1. Um, and I think that's ultimately, like, kind of how I feel. It's like, man, this game just tries really hard to be Bioshock 1. And it stops, and it's, like, actually really cool in its own merits, but, like, it is Bioshock 1 for, or it tries to be, or, like, it tries to, like, just really connect it. And like when Mike was talking earlier in the episode, I was like, man, I can't imagine like playing this game and not have played Bioshock 1, right? And like Scott obviously yeah. has like mostly done that, but it's like there are so many characters who are like mentioned and referenced mm -hmm. and talked about. And if you played Bioshock 1, go fuck yourself, basically. <laughs> yeah. they, they give you no background. They give you no yeah. sort of like notes pickup or no, like even like diaries just like drop you into the deep. And it's like, here are these yeah. characters that are referenced and mentioned from the first game who've been dead for a decade now, maybe, or just have left, and, like, you just have to know it, right? Like, even, mm -hmm. like, Tenenbaum is, like, a major, massive character in the first game, and here, you're just like, boom, yep, you know Yeah, I thought she was just go. a random character. I didn't realize right, she yeah, was a like, big character in the lady. first one. Yeah, it's like, here you go. She's like, because you, you know she is, obviously, right? And it's like, well, I don't actually, though. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, who is this? Go to hell, right? Yeah, it sucks to be you, right? And it's yeah, like, too bad. Mm -hmm. just, yeah, We're about to get a Fontaine feature which is going to be like the yeah. the place where it's like the most like here is where a sequel can add depth to the thing that came before yes. it, and it yeah. and it's a great part of this game. But like yeah. it's I don't know how well it's going to go over for you, Scott, yeah. as someone who didn't play one because it's so dependent mm, on the yes. character from one, right? Yes, uh, like and we got that area in particular. Yeah, uh, we got because the area after that is like all original Bioshock yeah. Two, uh, okay. and it's great. Um, and it, it's a great like final area, mm -hmm. but. Um, I we got like an audio log from uh, Frank Fontaine this yeah. section, and it's like yeah. such a cool moment because he's talking about how f he fucking runs Rapture. Um, but again, like that's stuff that that is directly referencing things from the first game. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it's like they don't cool. make you can't like Bioshock two anymore. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like they don't make, but like they don't make sequels like this. In like games, but even like in like movies, like they don't make sequels like this anymore. Where it's like you just have to like, where the game like expects you to have played or know the first game, and it's like mm -hmm. we just like we are giving you no sort of like the closest would like, be like the Marvel movies, but like yeah, 
even in that you see them trying to make it accessible mm-hmm. yeah and, like you think about like all sequels ever in video games right now like gears of war 4 yeah, or um like far cry whatever the current far cry yeah. of the week is it's like there's a lot of these little things that are trying to make it hey anybody can play or like mm-hmm. even like two years after this game or a year after this game came out like mass effect 3 it was like hey man i don't know just jump <laughs> just jump in the world's over uh like games have tried so hard to be as successful as possible mm-hmm. and it's in mm-hmm. a sequel driven industry like the sequels that like can in theory do the best stuff and the most interesting stuff like an uncharted 4 mm-hmm. or presumably last of us 2 um that just have to lean on the thing that came yeah. before it to really deliver something powerful mm-hmm. um like they they just don't succeed as much anymore and uh, like Bioshock very much is that style of sequel yeah, and Bioshock Two was in an era of where like all games were kind of selling okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. fine. And like, it, and it's, it's interesting name, too. And, I mean, the original Bioshock yeah. sold so well that they're like, yeah, yeah people will buy. it. I mean, it's Bioshock, right? Like, and right. like that's the thing where it's like it's a weird one where it's like, man, it's like hard to like get mad at them or like critique them for being like, how would like you can't just expect them to play the game. But it's like, all right, but when the game was Bioshock, it's maybe a bit more like, all right, that's it Same was thing a game. for Infinite, you know, like yeah. yeah. It, it like that carried that game in a huge way. That whole ending section is just like you played Bioshock, you get it, and it's like, well, if you mm-hmm. didn't, why I you guess this, this game? is cool. But then, yeah, I, I think Infinite, it's still like, oh, this is cool. Like I, yeah. I know about this thing at least. Yeah, um, I think with Infinite, like the the ending craziness that goes on, I think as long as like you knew what Bioshock was was the yeah. important thing, and not so much the story of Bioshock. It's like, oh, I get, I, I get that this. This looks familiar. Like, yeah, you didn't need to know the whole story of, like, Andrew know, Ryan. You didn't know who stuff. Andrew Ryan was, right? right? But you could still be you, like, this is fucking lit. Yeah, and, like, it's really... It is interesting, right? Like, it is a weird time capsule, which is kind of, like, one of the, mm-hmm. the joys of, like, video game book club, like, going back and be like, man, like, it was very different in, like, 2010 or 2011, whatever it was, like, mm-hmm. these kind of games are coming out and, like, what the industry looked like and what they were, like do an intro to sequels because like even now it's like yeah it'd be like the last was part two will be very much more like this and the like uncharted 4 kind of made but even uncharted 4 i felt like was like a half step right where it's yeah. like i would strongly suggest you play the other games before you play uncharted 4 but you could definitely play uncharted 4 and like get it right like yeah. they definitely have sections just to kind of like mm-hmm. fill in who these characters are whereas this is like no you get nothing you you play bioshock one and then come back yeah. to us basically. to to yeah. your point um logan how this plays and kind of feels like a very different time one of the things that i came out of this section especially and really like my feeling of not feeling strong as a big daddy was like super i felt it even more this time specifically with the point where you have to get the gene camera Mm-hmm. And it's literally behind, like, just a pane of glass in a store. Or a door with a chain on it and a simple lock. Yeah. We're this giant big daddy that can hurl fireballs and freeze things or shoot bees or do all these things. We have a giant drill on our arm. I was gonna, or we have the, to... have the drill attack now, too. Yeah, yeah. but we have yeah. to go all around so we can get a key or something so we could get into the thing just to get this camera and it drove like fall me. in from the ceiling right yeah, yeah. and it's like yeah. this is so stupid 
Yeah, they, and, they did the same exact thing in Bioshock One. Also, it's, yeah. it's it literally you see the camera on a te- on a desk yeah. through a window, and you have to go around to get. It. Yeah, I feel, and, like, I feel like that's just like a a video that's a classic game video game thing. thing. I know yeah. it's a video game thing, and I hate. Well, they could have done it in so many different ways. Like, yeah, oh, put yeah. it in like oh, a yeah. rigged, like safe that if you input the wrong code it explodes and destroys the camera so you have to find the actual code for the safe and that's how you get it that would we're like I mean, in a hotel room of yeah. a named character because we're exploring a hotel in this area like yeah. there's so many more environmentally interesting things they could have done with that i mean i'd go a step further and just say also maybe you shouldn't even have the camera because in <laughs> yeah in yeah. no bioshock game has it ever been an interesting tool in fact, I'd always probably say, like, yeah. in basically any game where I have to, like, take pictures of things in order to become more knowledgeable about how to beat them, I don't like that. I, That's entirely I like it. not fun. It's weird that it's the video camera. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't make it sense that it, like, studies their DNA by yeah. video yeah. recording them. That That's like, bullshit, that- but... That's whatever, and, like, for me, the bigger one, where it was like, oh, this feels like a game from 2010, mm-hmm. but, like, not in a fun way, and, like, they, they let you mm-hmm. turn it off if you want to, but, like, man, shout out to the giant fucking gold arrow at the top of the screen that has no chill, that yep. is just, like, yeah. so, like, it's like, man, like, I, like, and I'd forgotten about that, and, like, obviously, Bioshock 1 has that, mm-hmm. too, but I feel like Bioshock 1's areas are structured better, where it's, like, you're still kind of, like, where you're exploring flows that better, but it's like here, I feel like the air is just like these are huge. I'm gonna go off the beaten path, and like the air is just like you're going the wrong, go this way, and it's like bright red <laughs> now, and it's like it's yeah, and it's like yeah. it's all like I'll be back, like it's yeah. all right. Like, Everyone I, I found myself really wishing that if Arcane had done a Bioshock game in kind of the exploration, solve things how you want, Dishonored style. I think about it every day. That, like, <laughs> and this idea hit me while I was, like, face, like, it's behind a pane of glass and I have a giant drill on my arm. Are you serious? I can't get it. But yeah. it's just like, imagine if you could just explore and there were a bunch of different ways you could go about getting that or all the, all that stuff that Dishonored introduced years yeah. down the road it's like could we get like a dishonored style game set in rapture yeah mm. yeah That's especially like with their, their level design team yeah yeah, yeah. i think they'd nail it i Literally, like so good any modern game set. like it's the thing like yeah. any, pretty much anything that did a, a game in rapture now would be different who's like yeah how like i like, navigate yeah. the airs it would just mm-hmm. be a different game like the just cause people made a rapture game like i don't know what the fuck that would be but it's you just basically yeah. going through breaking every window and yeah flooding it yeah <laughs> every, yeah. every building that you see you can actually go inside of like a a paraglider mm-hmm. for no reason yeah for no yeah. reason yeah. you have a wingsuit underwater yeah the interesting one for me for bioshock 2 is fact that like and I don't know, like, it feels simultaneously, like, way more empty than Bioshock 1 did. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, at the same time, like, way busier. Like, it's like, I feel like it never strikes, like, the balance that I want it to attempt, right? Where Bioshock 1 deliberately will have, like, areas where, like, it is empty to kind of be this, like, mm-hmm. haunting, 
society's kind of crumbled around you like thing like the game opens and it's a long time before you really kind of like get to like a large group of people you fight yeah and Bioshock 2 does the opposite like immediately throws you into deep end but then we'll just have areas where it's like oh, cool and now there's nobody and it's like all right well like now i'm ready for people and then it'll like have you like pick up these like really really important like bits of like exposition or like narrative like information while you're in the middle of like a fucking firefight and it's like i missed every word sophia <laughs> lamb just said to me like i have no idea yeah. like i just heard like one bit and it's like they don't like they do weird things right like i don't know like i i would really love part of me like wishes i got a bioshock 2 game that like was actually like ken levine and like team like made and built from the guy from like they had like the whole kind of creative mm-hmm. control for but like part of me also like but also like this is a weird <laughs> Bioshock 2 is a weird game in a lot of ways like it just doesn't make like they just don't make games like this for a lot of reasons um for better or worse but like the fact that it is just like a whole different crew just came in and we're like hey we're gonna do this game now from bioshock uh like makes it kind of neat and rad and like in the end i think they like hit a really good note with it but like it is i feel like it is them kind of like finding their groove and you can like almost literally see it in the actual game itself at moments which yeah. makes it kind of interesting like it's very least like it's a it's a cool game to kind of like navigate i feel like and just kind of explore because it is like you can almost see like the like staples and like thumbtacks and like screws all put in like as it's going because they're trying to like rush out a sequel to bioshock as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. and like what they did with that and what they didn't do with that and like the combat i actually still like i like i have never had an issue with bioshock combat and like it is the big daddy whatever enough it's always gonna be like kind of the big question of this game but like i still think it's neat i still think it's fun um like ultimately like we all said collectively last week like it would probably have been better if you were just a person, if you had been that dad, even. Yeah, Mark Seltzer, baby. Daughter. Um, but, like, I still think, ultimately, like, this game is doing and does cool, neat things. And, like, it's weird for, like, me and Ox to keep being, like, just wait for the end. But, like, it's here now. Like, we're in it. Yeah. And, like, it is the part where, like, I feel like they finally kind of lined up their shot and, like, really... At, like whether or not it holds up or whether or not like it's as good as we remember it is like one thing but like it is at the very least like it's what they wanted bioshock 2 to be like bioshock 2's like final act we're about to play is like is what they wanted the whole game to be i feel like it's what like it's him actually nailing mm-hmm. the tone and vibe and characters and like combat and like it, it's like everything kind of came in the way they wanted to and so like, at least like that's where the game i feel like is the most like what it actually is in in Minerva's Den, from what I understand. Having I haven't played, played that, but yeah, I've heard people rave about that DLC. I'm very excited to play that. Yeah, uh, two things. One, the one of the things that like logically kind of going up mm-hmm. what your your issues was Scott of like not being able to get through this window for no particular reason. Uh, I hated that you so you get the drill charge ability mm-hmm. by filming the the big Brute. splicer guys mm-hmm. and yeah. not the big daddies that do the drill charge. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Uh, and I feel like, like it's underutilized because at least I haven't found really many other places you can charge through. It's, I mean, it is mostly a combat move. It's, like, atta- I, it's an attack yeah. that fucks people it, up. It is not necessarily like... Okay, so I, it's not... They to... don't lean into the Metroidvania aspect of it, of like, now no. you can get through this part of the game. Because are... you, yeah. you can't backtrack necessarily through parts of the game. 
Yeah, because um, I've seen places with like tonics and things behind like cross two by fours. It's like I'll nope. charge through and be like, no. No, no you come in through the ceiling on those ones too. It's like, always through the ceiling. Always through the ceiling. Yeah, it's it's madness. Um, but the other thing is, I, I will say, I, I the game has a good flow to it. Um, of like the combat feels good. Mm-hmm. When you get a little sister, when you're setting up the little traps, like mm-hmm. as much as they are like the turret sequence of this game, right? Of like, it's a PS3 360 game. It has like whatever whatever of that era bullshit is there, and that's this. Yeah. It's the lay down these little sisters and gather mm-hmm. some shit uh, and watch a meter fill up. Um, that is totally it. But like the like I said, the I think the environments in this part of it are more interesting. Like I particularly like the one. Uh, on the balcony of the theater where there's mm-hmm. a gathering yep. spot there and it's got kind of like two entrances and these two hallways and seats kind of protecting you. Uh, it's a good spot to lay out traps. Once you get the grenade launcher with the the proximity mines that you launch out, becomes more interesting as well. Um, and it, it feels good. It feels good to go through that flow and it feels cyclical in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit of a dopamine rush and you, know, you get the two gatherer spots, you rescue the little sister you get a bunch of adam get some more upgrades rinse and repeat it's you know it's the stuff like getting a little sister to fucking spawn that bother me but uh i i I think there there is a defensible flow here Mm -hmm. uh it's a thing that nabish and i always talk about Mm -hmm. Uh, game with a good flow it it is like kind of something in, in of itself um, things like uh, roguelikes tend to, to fill in those those things, but I think Bioshock 2 just has a good flow. And like to that point, as much as we've all collectively, or certainly I have said like there are some problems like the little sister stuff. It's so much better than the turret thing in Bioshock One. Like it's just so much better. Like the turret, like dealing with the turrets in Bioshock One, and like putting the fucking like puzzle pieces together. Oh yeah, it was the like, hacking yeah. Game. It was like that was fine, but like also like, man, that Hacking's was a good way, decision. Just way streamlined in this game. Yeah, that was just way better done in this game. Uh, so much so. Yeah, it's a lot. Do we what didn't? Any... Uh, I know we ha- you've been a little quiet tonight, Mike. What did you specifically not really like about the big sister fights? Because you mentioned that you like the the sandboxiness of it. Um, yeah, we kind of just yeah. Everyone's just kind of been saying everything I was ultimately gonna say tonight so far. Mm-hmm. So that's why I haven't chimed in too much. But um, yeah, the I I just like how the game has for for me like I think it's just the discrepancy of how we've all been playing it differently. Of like you guys are kind of scouring for everything, and I'm just kind of not necessarily beelining it, but just kind of like staying Cruising. more focused. Yeah, I'm staying like focused I'm playing on, like, like you are. Yeah, like, like I, like I, I'm not, I'm not going through looking for ever. Like, I'm looking more so for like ammo and health pickups and like all that kind of stuff. And I'm just looking for like, like I'll pick up audiobooks if I see them just out of like habit. But I won't. I probably have not listened to like the majority of them unless they just kind of automatically throw them on. Most of them you'll find. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. kind of space out during half of them as well. Yeah, that because yeah, because that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Of like, I think Logan touched on it too. Of like. I usually don't even bother with them because nine times out of ten, I'll pick one up and then like it'll be playing, and then I'll get into a gunfight, and then I don't, I miss like like ninety percent of what mm-hmm. they're actually talking about anyway. So it's like it's it's always kind of lost on me. Um, and the same and like a similar thing with like the big sisters or the little sisters, excuse me. Um, 
like I, I will get them if if I run into them. I don't actively just kind of wait around. Like you you saying like if you if you just follow Big Daddy around, you'll eventually get one. I didn't even know it was a thing because I would I would yeah. see Big Daddies and they wouldn't have one. I'd just be like, all right, whatever, cool, and just like I mean, walk I away th- from it and just go continue the thing. And then if it had like if I saw Big Daddy and had a little sister, then I would then I would fight it and get the little sister and do all this stuff. But otherwise, I would just be like, whatever. I I feel I feel I've for the, so far through this game, I've not felt like that like uh the need to complete the need yeah the need and like the the like i am like i am like uh strapped for like ammunition or like abilities stuff to use my abilities um so i've i've kind of always felt like i don't need to like go to my way to find every single thing because i've just kind of been fine mm-hmm. um so like but i but i on the other end of that, I, like I feel like I'm so strapped up again because we're like a big daddy and we have all these mm-hmm. weapons, and now now I have like so many plasma bills. I like that it's I've, I've kind of like lost not necessarily lost track, but like gotten gotten less in, interested in like what what's even really going on in the story because right. like you guys you guys talked a lot of poignant points of like I and I kind of said before like I like the I like this setup of it being sort of like more an ensemble and then instead of it just being this one bigger feeling like it was in Bioshock 1 where now it's like Sophia's kind of trying to fill that role but not necessarily doing the best job of it right now mm-hmm. where the game is but like we're getting these cool scenes where we're going in through Grace's like area where it's like it's basically mm-hmm. like now it's her story and it's about this little like chunk of Rapture and then we go to the place with the two brothers and then with uh, the the reporter guy in the, in the Dionysus Park like I, I liked kind of those more so like one off like story that you're getting this like bite sized story of like here's here's what it was like just in this random part of Rapture. Not necessarily like what's what the what what's going on through the entire city. Like I kinda I kinda liked that aspect more so than the the bigger trying threads that we're trying to they're trying to still do with trying to pull like, you know, hey, remember Bioshock one? Um we're still trying to you still kinda have that here but we're all going to try and tell these little stories at the same time. So I think that them trying to do both kind of is basically, I became less interested in the one. Cause I, you already got a better version of that from Bioshock one. Yeah. And now they're trying to, but they're still, there's still at least these smaller stories that I are cool and like kind mm-hmm. of cool. Mm-hmm. And in a way like that, those aspects are like the strongest parts of the first half of Bioshock one as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Like um, I think Bioshock one had a tendency to make it a lot more black and white. Of yeah. like by the time you get to these areas, each area's villain is like very much a villain, and it's a little yeah. bit grayer in in Bioshock Two. Like I think, and, and yeah, and a little bit more. And the one exception to that, right, is like the like Art Deco crazy guy who like is like not like a Ryan Stooge, who is kind of like more just like off doing his own weird experiments, and like is still like problematic, but also is like he's not like. He's like the one who like isn't necessarily after just but fucking he's like, with you. He's putting like uh, what is it, like drywall on people and turning. Yeah, them I mean, like he's definitely like <laughs> crazy, but, like not in a like I'm gonna kill you crazy to like us like directly like like he's more just like I'm just out here existing like you can just like do your thing mm-hmm. like you're married but like I'm not necessarily here to like and like that's why I think he's also like usually one of the ones who like everybody talked about in that game is because he's more just like a he, obs- just, he you know like the thing about he's just, like all kind the... of existing in that space. The thing about all those characters in Bioshock 1 is they obstruct your way at some point, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to go through them. Um, like the doctor from the yes. first part, the, the artist from the second part. 
Um, and then Ryan like puts out the poisonous gas when you get to the gardens, which I think is the third part. But then like the character who runs the gardens is what gives you like the antitoxin mm-hmm. for the plants, uh, or it's tendon bomb or something, right? Um, so yeah, I like I I I'm with you, Mike. I like the I like the little stories and like this environment that's built up around this character, right? Like Dinos's mm-hmm. part being flooded, and that's like part of that the character of that environment's yeah. story and. And it, the aesthetic maybe doesn't thematically coincide with them, but it does coincide with their actions, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I've been enjoying that a lot, and I just, like... But I've been enjoying that aspect, but I think it is, like, since there's not really... Like, I've not really been invested in the, like, larger story going on of, you know, Sophia and, like, saving Eleanor and all that stuff. I think I've just kind of found the enjoyment, and now that I have all the abilities of Bioshock, like, and a Bioshock game of, like, I have all these plasmids, I have all the guns with the different ammo types and upgrading them every time I see a thing. I, like, it's just, it's, like, I, I, I like being able to just, like, set up, like, a cool, a cool, uh, like, you know, setting up a bunch of rivets in the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, I enjoy, it's just, like, you, you can kind of cheese a lot of stuff with them, though, in a way, like, at least I found. Mini with, like, turrets, man, rivets. those things oh, yeah. kill everything. I, I, I've been using a lot of the, uh, the trap rivets, and basically, I'll just, um, you can, like, whenever I get into a big daddy fight, it's basically just like, oh, go, go, to, kind of shoot the clearest, the neck, uh, the nearest wall. And I just put, like, like 20 of them in the wall right there. <laughs> then just give it a run at me. And then just, like, 20 of them just, like, go into the dude's face. And then he just has, like, like almost, like, a quarter to half his health has already gone immediately. And then mm-hmm. you can just kind of dump into him. And, it, it, and it's still, like, fun, though, but. Um, I've, I've just found a lot of just like experimenting with like, you know, setting up those or setting up like spear traps, like obnoxious spear traps are like across the entire room for no reason. But let's see how many dudes run into it or um, setting up like bombs and proximity mines and setting up like the I got like the, the plasma that puts wind traps. So you can like put a trap down and if a dude runs into it, he just like goes flying ragdoll into the air. And you can just kind of dump into him. So like that that aspect has been like kind of silly and fun and it reminded me of just like yeah like that kind of weird sancy nature of the combat in bioshock is really good yeah it is cool um, yes very good yeah there's a lot of guns they give you a lot yeah. of guns i like yeah, the spear gun that's yeah, yeah. impaling gun, dudes to walls so very very rewarding yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's like you yeah, said so there's a lot of guns and they all have like their multiple like shots like you have your Double bear shotgun, but then you also have like the phosphorus shots where you can mm-hmm. shoot into dudes, then they'll like ignite them into fire and stuff. It's just it has like a lot of cool variety. With and it. now I have a six barrel shotgun. Yeah, you can yeah, just mix I've fully upgraded my shotgun. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, me too. That's very good. Yeah, yeah, I I know we haven't talked about the guns a lot, but there's some good guns in this game. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, some neat true. stuff. I wish they um, felt better overall, but they still they yeah, feel they they, they they feel like an early like. 2010 yes. video yeah, like first version shooter. Yeah. It definitely feel, you can definitely feel the age on some of the shooting stuff. Um, but I guess to your original point, I put down that I didn't like the the big sister fights. I, a lot of it was was kind of what Logan said though, of like I just don't like how they are set up, and mm-hmm. like I didn't realize they were in tune to the multiple. Like you're you're clearing out an area, and that's when they'll show up. Like mm-hmm. I was just kind of I was just kind of be just doing my thing and like. I would run to a big sister, mm-hmm. or I'd run to a, a little sister with with a big daddy, and I would save her just whenever when I was going through the game. And so, like those, so those, 
big sister fight seemed completely random to me because yeah. I'm just playing it like and just going through it main. So it was, it was it's just kind of like it feels like they always just feel like unnecessary because like you said, there's like not a lot of reward to them and they just they just felt like they, they kept popping up out of nowhere. And it just feels like, oh, all right, all right, I have to stop everything I'm doing, but I'm trying to like continue on and do this through the story part or uh, fi- like find another find whatever. And then I just have to like stop everything mm-hmm. and then just like hunger down and then just wait for her. Then and just like, even though it's even though like they'll say like the big sister's here, like sometimes she doesn't immediately show up and you're just kind of like, all right, where are you? And like, and she, she's clearly like, you know, it's old Turn video around. games and she's yeah. like running around, like lost somewhere. Like yeah. I, like I had one attack me. Um, it was like in that, in that Dionysus park area where you're in the theater. Like I, I was like in the theater saving that little sister. Like I did that. And that's when one showed up. And like mm-hmm. she, like the the big sister couldn't figure out how to get into the theater. Like it was, it would like run up to the door and like be like stuck in the door, then like run away and back outside. So I'd like go outside of the theater and like try and fight it outside the fight her outside there. And I already had like a bunch of like turrets that I hacked in that area, so they they just like dumped into her. But it was just like really silly. And I was like, this is a, clearly an old video game thing because she's just like awkwardly trying to run this door and then just was like, no, I can't do that, and then just like runs away and kept doing it for a couple times and that sounds yeah. right i think that happened to yeah. me at one point too yeah it just the, the, those fights just like I, I guess it's just because how i'm playing like they just felt like random and they they like kind of halt the progress of like everything that's going on around they just and like you take and like they're not really like super difficult fights now especially because we have i have so many weapons You're walking mm-hmm. army plasmids yeah yeah i'm just like a one-man army and they just kind of show up oh i dump into them i take him out and i get like barely anything for it yeah god help us if she uh find or uh discovers the technology of a window panes or panes of glass yeah. or they, technically they she did already remember that time in the beginning where she like she does smashed open the entire thing the, the giant window yeah i haven't seen her do that again i'm talking about using it on you oh yeah. just holding up a pane of glass in front of her be like what now oh, yeah what what are you gonna do now motherfucker can't get through weakness you, you do the I love charge and it does nothing. Scott's <laughs> saltiness over this camera being behind a pane of windows so it's much. Just, yeah, so just like, at, this is a, like a thing that I think that's probably happened in like a billion videos. It, ha- it happens it has, in all video but games, but it's just dumb. like, and especially video games from that like time period of like. I know, and I'm trying not to blame it too much because it is like that's a very period heavy piece. But yeah. like nowadays, yeah. it's just like I have a giant drill on my arm and i shoot bees yeah why i was gonna why can't i just like well knock it like just melee it and crash it yeah and i think i was physics yeah i've been spoiled from games like um dishonored or prey or kind of those we have this environment figure out or do find your own way through deus ex yeah Um, it's so funny because like in a lot of ways, I think like Dishonored would not exist without Bioshock. Oh, uh, um, oh, not at all. Yeah, but yeah, I would, yeah. I would love to see all of that knowledge put back into Bioshock. You know? Yes. Right. Um, yeah. Let's just play. I mean, let's just play Dishonored for the next book club. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it to me. It's in the same way of like yeah, like Uncharted made tomb raider better ultimately right like yeah like i would love to see what like a like post dishonored bioshock would look like mm-hmm. where it has like those yeah. kind of inspirations to pull from now that, like mm-hmm. it has what it, i mean it, it's the fact that it's been 
six years since the Bioshock game anyway, like the video game industry has changed games, how we've made them have changed. So it's like, what would a modern Bioshock look like in a lot of ways would be really curious and interesting and exciting to see. Yeah. So maybe like maybe one of my personal biggest missed opportunities in Infinite was them not going and applying those things that the games that learned from Bioshock did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. and instead just kind of doing Bioshock again. Uh, and while but, I I think that's good, but like I I just mean in like a very yeah. linear, and then there are some choices yeah. kind of. It um, seems like it was made like more like potentially made per- potentially and purposely made maybe in a vacuum. Yeah, trying um, to like make it and it, 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 feel authentic, I guess. Much like all video games, I think it benefits from being outside of the vacuum. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know uh, what Bioshock fans want, and it's Bioshock. So let me tell you about Bioshock, the first one. Let me tell you about System Shock, the real first one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring me back. back. New one's Shock coming out. Coming sh- somewhere. Someday. New one's coming out. Someday. But I, I think uh, here's a good stopping point. Any any closing <laughs> thoughts from any of you guys? Bioshock uh, 2 is a video game. I, I, yeah, I'm that's it. enjoying my time playing yeah. Bioshock 2. I, I, I want yeah, I've come back around clear. on it. Yeah, yeah like, I like Bioshock 2 a lot still. Like, it's, found, it's found its stride a lot. I think like we're being, a, to some extent, a little nitpicky like right yeah. about the problems with it. it yeah. I think, again, it goes back to that weird... It's 2019, and we're playing like a nine-year-old game. Like, yeah, it's, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to see where like it falls apart in a lot of cases. Yeah, that's, we, just, that's just how it is. Like that, I would even say it's like this game by itself. Like, there's plenty of games. Yeah, like we have the the benefit of foresight, right? Like, yeah, we, oh, yeah. we've seen what comes after this, and but it, I don't know. Like I said, it's been really interesting to look at Bioshock Two as like there there aren't there are a lot of twos of the era that I would compare this to, like. Gears of War 2, Dead Space 2, Dead Space 2, a game that I get so many yeah. Dead Space 2 vibes from this game. I don't know if totally. it's the same you like mm-hmm. having played one or two of that. Um, yeah, even you saying Gears of War 2 is like brings me back to that very specific era of like, yeah, of we're like, just making sequels for everything, y'all. We're doing it again, but bigger this time. Yeah, and like, to some extent, I'm, like I'm, I'm in for that. Um, yeah. And it, like I said in the first episode, being Rapture is just fucking rad. And yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, anytime I can spend a significant amount of time there, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean it doesn't come with problems. So. And, like, I definitely feel like we have been, like, not overly, but, like, we've definitely focused more on the negatives, sort of, feel like, than the positives, right? Because, like, ultimately, like, I still enjoy my time in this game. I still enjoy, like, I, I adore Rapture. Like, that will never not be true, right? And, like, there are cool moments. Like, this game, I still do love, like, the kind of gameplay mechanics, right, in terms of, like, the creepy haunt and atmospheric nature in a way that um Bioshock Infinite doesn't really catch on. Like Bioshock is never really creepy or haunting or atmospheric in the same way for me. Mm-hmm. And like I love that this game is I remember like that I do get like kind of jump scared at moments, right? There are like kind of spooky things and like it is fun to play too. Like it, like it, which seems like a silly kind of trite thing to say, but it isn't, right? Like especially looking at like past games and reading book club and games you might do in the future it's like the game is just enjoyable to play like it is a fun video game to play and like there are moments where that's less true but like it's just it's a lot of fun to play it's a it's mm-hmm. an enjoyable game to play right and like go i think and i know that we i said i like i know i personally this last week too where it's like look forward to what's going next but like what comes next is cool because it does feel like it is that marriage of like the fun gameplay 
and this like amazing like unique world and cool characters finally all coming together in like really really neat like areas and levels and like i'm very excited to see what you in particular think of the indian world we kind of actually do get obviously like an idea mm. of what this game was kind of all building up to and what it was kind of all about oh yeah i i'm i'm enjoying it it's just like the little things where it's just like that kind of pulls me out of my suspense of disbelief and things but i think sure, that, yeah. i think the gameplay is really cool fun i think the gameplay is is good for the time it came out and mm-hmm. i i still love rapture as a yes. world and an environment yeah. i think it's such a cool mm-hmm. um aesthetic and i'm really surprised even now no one's really done it since yeah mm-hmm. yeah um mm-hmm. and i'm interested to see where it goes um yeah. i'm looking forward to like you guys have said it how the ending picks up so i'm ex- i'm looking forward to seeing how it picks up and finding out what lamb is really up to um so I, i'm definitely excited and i'm enj- and i'm enjoying it i i would i'm enjoying it and i want to see it through it's just I, I'm it's not perfect, curious you know? how yeah, I would have felt yeah. had I played it back when it came out. 2010. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm the most curious but, how you will feel about playing Bioshock 1 after this game. Yes, that's what I'm super... Because I think yeah, it would it, playing this first weirdly, I think, is going to really enrich that experience. I don't think it's going to mm, hurt yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I could see that. And uh, I feel like if you, if you wanted to like play through that through like streams or something on your mm-hmm. own over time, I would show up cool every single time just because i want to know how you feel it's and it's interesting too because like it is almost like it does serve as like an effective prequel to bioshock one in a lot of ways it's like man yeah like it's like yeah but it's like man like it fills in a lot of details like actually like flesh out a lot of the characters of bioshock one um even though it comes like nine years after and it's like yeah i'm i'm super curious to see i mean obviously because bioshock one is one of my favorite games but like yeah very yeah, curious for your thoughts. I'll, uh, I have to ponder that. I'll have to think of. Let think me pitch you on something here, Scott. Imagine Rapture, right? But you kind of like make your own character. You develop your own story for it, um, and you have to pick a faction, kind of like a side of like do mm-hmm. I side with Andrew Ryan or Sophia Lamb, um, and you're a splicer uh, because it's, and it takes place before the fall of Rapture because that's what the multiplayer for this game was, and there was like yeah. a whole story for it and everything. Hmm. Um, you say that pay. sounds like a that sounds like a multiplayer mode from this time period. Yeah, right. The multiplayer in Bioshock Two actually was not bad. It was not bad. I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed the multiplayer. It could have been better, but it was like, it was of the era where it was clearly like an afterthought where they were like, oh, yeah, we gotta put multiplayer in this game. But it was a cool afterthought. Like they but it did was cool. neat they, thing. They yeah. had an idea for it. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, not. Just it was like, neat window dressing on it too. Like the right. like loading menu thing and like every kind of starting was like really cool like your like apartment stuff and like it like slowly deteriorated if you played enough of it hmm. yeah it's cool that sounds that does sound neat that yeah. does sound neat but that is going to do it for here for the next checkpoint we will be finishing the base bioshock 2 game pretty simple yes very easy to understand this will be a four-parter uh mm-hmm. game because after beating Bioshock 2 will be moving on to Minerva's Den, which is the DLC, the story DLC for Bioshock 2. So this isn't the end of Bioshock 2 in, on Book Club, um, mm-hmm. but we will be finishing the base game for next time. So look forward to that if you're playing along with us. 
Um, and as always, let's find out where can people find all you lovely people online. Let's uh, let's start with Mike. Ye- give him some more uh, lovely audio screen time. Mike, where can people uh, find you? What have you been up to? I am. You can find me on Twitter at Mike at Mike hits the wall, a one word. Uh, I, I, there's I don't I, I tweet sometimes <laughs> some dumb shit. Um, uh, other than that, you can find me over on like a lot of the content I make for the site over on mm-hmm. YouTube.com right here on YouTube.com slash Irrational Passions. If you're watching us live, true. Um, yeah, there's there's some we're working on some stuff in the background. Oh. I'm excited Ooh, to get up on, on soon. Uh, some of it will might be up by the time this episode is out in a edited form. So next Wednesday or next uh, next Friday. So I look week. forward to so, that. Twelve seventeenth. I want to say this will be out the seventeenth. It sounds yes. right. That yeah, seventeenth right. or sixteenth. One of the two. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Alex, what about you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, Alfighter27, never not tweeting. If I'm not tweeting, I'm reading tweets, so it all Retweets. comes together. Uh, it is my life now. Um, I host Rational Passions Podcast. Uh, you should listen to that. Um, uh, we talked no, about uh, in the most recent episode. Uh, upon recording. Eli Whitney made the cotton. Yeah. Um, ripping fat cotton. Uh, and... Uh, there might be. I might have a secular review up soon, or or not. We'll see. There's a lot. Cool. I, have, I have 77 notes sitting in that Google Docs. So. I, I, that's before I've even stepped into it, too. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. There might be a a discussion, a review discussion about it too. Yeah. I'd uh, I'd like to maybe have the review figured out. That's why it, it would have been done earlier otherwise. But look for those. Those will be yeah. happening. There'll be something Sekiro. By the way, just picked up the. Uh... The Sekiro guide came. Uh, oh, fuck. So good. How much, how much art is in there? Oh, it's uh, it's got some very lovely, lovely, lovely art. I'm jealous. Lots of good maps. It's a good. That's a good video game. I'm gonna it let is it is a good video game. This will teach me how to beat the fire boar. You got this. Let me tell you about that, firecrackers. They, they will change how you play that game. Excellent. That's Mr. It. Logan, what about you? We'll say yeah. where can people uh, find you? What you got cooking? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Google Pixel on at uh, at Lefty Logie. Not a um, That's a phone. Google Plus is also not not a thing anymore. <laughs> at Lefty Logie, uh, and Beats I'm always doing good things there. Um, you can do that. Uh, I also am in the midst of like doing a review thing, just like Alex's secure review. My Days Gone one is happening. Here's the thing: spoiler alert for my Days Gone review. Days Gone, too long of a video game. Um, I feel like we get a lot of that recently. <laughs> you know what? Video games maybe just need to chill out a little bit, guys. How about that pitch? That's my elevator pitch. That's Play my Greece. next feature. There's a nice, good length video game. I. I need to play a video game on my flight tomorrow. Um, I might play Greece. I might finish. Yeah. I actually, I might do Greece. I might do Greece. That's a short game, and also it's beautiful. It's great. How long is um, your flight? I'm flying to Missouri, so like that doesn't tell me anything. I'm two, like, like, two hours, like maybe, mm. like two hours. Two hours, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, not bad. Greece is a good two-hour yeah. flight game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I'll play it there on Thursday if I'm not done yet. Finish it on the way back. 
maybe chip away a little bit while I'm in Missouri. Um, nice. So check that out. Uh, also check out all the wonderful stuff on rashpassions.com. Input is up to episode 91, I believe. By the time you listen to this podcast, it'll be episode 94 going live because that's how math works. Um, and then do all those fun things. Uh, IPP, I hear they talk about cotton there. Sounds pretty scandalous. Um, there was an episode featuring Jess. That's the cotton episode. Yeah, and then by the time you heard this, other people have been on it. Probably one of us three. Um, so check all of that out. I will have features. Alex will have features. Scott will have features about just video games in general, probably. I would assume it seems like a safe bet. Um, so check all of that out. And uh, keep an eye out on future fun, exciting things. Please be excited for E3. Yes. I'm proud to, proud to announce it. E3 2019. E3. How are we already less than a month away? Or like a month away. It was a joke, exactly. but also we're there. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, live in a nightmare hellscape. <laughs> we're gonna start seeing some announcements. Like, That's like literally the day tomorrow is gonna be. We have like right. fucking crazy info drop. We have like a Sony play it day of play. We have Monster Hunter news. We got Persona news. There's a new new Ghost. Well, we do? Yeah, yeah. There's more Persona Five: The Royal news coming. Shit, tomorrow. There's that's the, that's the thing. Yeah, right. GT Goku's coming to Dragon Ball Fighters. They don't chill. That's cool. Everybody relax. And this is also the that's, the thing of the like time. this is the time gamers gamers rise gamers up and go. Gamer rose up for this moment, right? Where it's like, well, and also the thing of like the you have PAXs, and by the time like you've recovered from PAX, you have to get ready for like E3, and then that ends, you have to get ready for the next PAX, and it's like, all right, cool, nothing else. Except for Extra Life, and then it's like, cool, that's over. Oh, shout out to three weeks later, Game of the Year time. And it's like, yeah, it just never ends, man. Yeah. Game of the Year like, for our sacrifices here. The time between Game of the Year and PAX East is like the most of a break we'll ever get. Yep. Yep. That's already over. That's true. And it's we've well, already done it, guys. That was a that was a lovely two and a half weeks. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. That's very nice. What about you, Scott? People can find me on Twitter at SolidSnake120. Uh I also uh stream over on Twitch.tv slash Irrational Passions. I've been doing Mega Man. I've been doing some Final Fantasy V. I've been doing all sorts of stuff. And I would say it's a probably safe bet I'll be streaming some Bioshock here in the next uh, little bit. So I'd love that. We'll I see. would love that too. We'll probably be doing uh, that. Y'all motherfuckers heard about Bart's? Because Scott knows about Bart's. I do. I named him Ip. <laughs> yep. But yeah. Randomizers, man. I love him. It's good. Randomizers but, seem cool. Yeah. Well, everybody, that is going to do it for Video Game Book Club Episode 2 of Bioshock. This is the 13th episode, if you're keeping count of Video Game Book Club. Oh, look at... You kind of look like the Persona 5 uh, antagonist, or protagonist right there. With those glasses and the dark hair. Ren. Or Akira. He was Ren at one point, but whatever. But yes... Thank you for stopping in Joker. and hope you enjoyed this episode of Video Game Book Club. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it live streamed. Our discussion is always live stream, and then we post a very pretty edited version coming to podcast services shortly. Uh, yeah, we have Scott is on it now, so it'll actually get done. It's good. It's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. But until then, everybody, remember: next checkpoint is to complete Bioshock Finish Two. The and until then, everybody, You're bums. Have a good one, and thanks for stopping Bye. by. Bye. Bye.